Warning, the following podcast contains two young, outstanding gentlemen that have just taken both each a full cup of pre-workout. Let's see how this episode goes. The martini shaken them. Shocking. Welcome to Shaking Not Nerd, the official podcast of the Podfix Network that has the word nerd in it. <laughs> <laughs> We're the only one that has a word nerd in it. Uh, I am your host, uh, Duty Dutram, and with me, as always, is Tom Commons, wearing his year 10, you know, sorry, year 12. Year 10. <laughs> it's comfy and it was there. And it's how a nice how long have we been out of school for? Oh. That is irrelevant. <laughs> it is comfy and it was there. Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. I feel seven young wives, again. Seven wives, seven, seven lives. Seven wives, seven lives. And, uh, and that beautiful voice is in the huge Footlong Johnson. Thank you. I hope you can hear. I actually said nice things about you guys for once. Yeah. Well, was that nice? Well, what you, you said see, about Tom? I, I, I felt uh, cheated because so uh, obviously I wasn't here last week and I heard your first intro to that saying, welcome back, uh, as always, the beautiful Ian. And you'd called me Beautiful Tom the week before and just apparently just throw beautiful was, out there willy-nilly nowadays. I was staring at <laughs> I was staring at Ian's tits and clearly previous episodes I've called him voluptuous, so <laughs> that's where that came from. And you are wearing a loose jumper, Tom, so we can't tell anymore. We can't see your tatas. <laughs> I'll stretch it real tight. Now you boys have both just had pre workout. You guys got anything like any buzzing ears or tingly fingers no, yet? No, it just tastes like ass. Yeah, it tasted really bad. It didn't dissolve properly either. We'll mm. give it a second because we only literally. It does take about 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. It usually takes. I'm a freaking minutes. out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's going to be like slapping himself in the face to get feeling in his left ear back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm hoping that the mic caught that because I actually did it and my face hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, should we go into Man Talk, fellas? Let's do it. I challenge you to a dance off. Man Talk. No trash talk, no backwalk. On the black talk, just me you. Man Talk. Right now, Man Talk. Man Talk, episode 40, guys. 4 0. Looks mm. like we made this it. This is our midlife crisis. Yeah, is that why yeah. I'm driving a piece of shit car? <laughs> You're driving your dad's car? No, I'm actually, I've gone back to my car again now. Oh, the Rhino. Yeah, the little Suzuki Swift, which is not a girl's car, it's a rally car. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rally car. It's a rally car, guys. Poor man's mini. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Poor. Isn't that why you got it? Pretty much. Could I be worse. You could have a Holden Astro. Or, no, what's the small Holden's called? Kept, no. What's the small Holden's called? The really fucking tiny I'm not one. contributing in this conversation. <laughs> yeah. A spark. He could have had a spark. Uh, Nissan Cube. I'm going to say Mirage. A mo- Mitsubishi no, Mirage. Mitsubishi Mirage. That's yeah, what you know that's what. a hell of a lot worse. Yeah, that is worse. That is what one of our other friends has as well. And it, you, when you close the door, you can hear it because it's like one sheet of metal. It like, rattles. And, yeah, <laughs> has no insulation whatsoever. Just gunk. <laughs> you can hear the glass inside the car go, door going, ding, 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 <laughs> bouncing off the... It anyway. sounds like a fucking windscreen in the wind. A windscreen? Like a, a windscreen wind in the wind. A fly, <laughs> a fly screen in the wind. <laughs> 
Thanks, John Alton, for that memorable <laughs> contribution. Uh, so this is Man Talk. Uh, Mr. Common, seeing as you were away last episode, what have you been up to? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I read. Uh, I was at PAX last week. What does PAX stand for? So we were having this discussion. Yeah. It was Penny Arcade Expo. Okay, so whatever we said it was. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were wrong. Fuzzy got it right, but yes, yeah, Penny Arcade. Right. Yeah. I, I did listen to that part of the last podcast. Um, yeah, no, so was there for the full three days, so... Friday and Saturday from 10 in the morning to 11.30 at night. That's not three days, that's two days. Yes, and then I did a different time period on the Sunday, didn't uh, I? Oh, wait for what? Interrupts and <laughs> then <laughs> quick to bloody correct, isn't he? No, he's just jumping Can in. I'm just leaning on that buzz light, you? No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor buzz. Let me just pull him out. There we go. So, pull yeah. Out. Um, out. <laughs> not off. <laughs> It was great. So, uh, it's really PAX, as I'm sure a lot of people who probably listen to mm. this would know, is a celebration of video games and games in general, so board games as well. Was there a lot of people there? Would you say it was packed? Look at Tom's face. No, I was just trying to think of another pun to come back at him with. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah, there were a lot of people there. <laughs> okay. You could just said pack it in, love. Jesus. Uh, yeah, pack no, them, no. Pack them out, so, let them um, begin. Yeah, so it was great. Uh, I spent a lot of time trying to win free shit and won nothing. Ah. I have a Metal Destiny 2 water bottle, though. That's Ooh. exciting. Oh. And a stress ball. Well, so these were free things, obviously. Who <laughs> <laughs> wants a free thing? I haven't won anything today. Uh, Who wants hey, some pointless shit you're going to throw out in six months? Tom's like, yes! Yes! <laughs> I can actually picture him at the front of the line doing that as well. Give me the cheap bottle! It's, 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 fun. it's funny you joke. I'm thirsty! It's funny you joke, but actually, for the good things, there was like a point. Like elbowing 10 year old kid, there, get out of it! There was a point that Harvey Norman was there, though, getting people like gathered to win a wireless router, and they're just like, oh, we want everybody to say, I love Harvey Norman. About five minutes beforehand, I was talking to my friends, being like, if they make me say, I love Harvey Norman, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm, not, do, I'm not doing it. The second they said, I'm like, I love Harvey Norman! Yes! Fresh it! <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I got my wireless router. <laughs> These guys are really the the, the pre workers not affecting me at all. <laughs> screaming and jumping on the fucking couch. <laughs> you may have a little. <laughs> oh god, we probably shouldn't have snorted it as well. I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so, Tom, what? Um, what board games and shit did you play? Cause uh, video games wise, I'll start with them because I didn't actually play that many video games. I played uh, the only AAA title I played was Far Cry Five, and uh, it's the same game. Okay, it's, <laughs> it's a Far Cry game. If you enjoy a Far Cry game, you'll probably enjoy it. I only played it was only a little mission that was like liberating a town. Okay, yeah, like I had got my hopes up for this one, hoping that you know they'd learnt from. Number four and... You didn't play Primal, but we played number four No, but Primal also had some pretty bad rap. And yeah, neither four or Primal were particularly good. Three was amazing. Three was amazing. And then they just did the exact same thing for four. Mm. And they didn't try to make the story any better or add anything of interest. It was a very small segment that I got to play. So I can't really tell from that. I, I mean, the concept of the villain being like religious nuts is sort of a interesting thing. 
Mm. So that's what it is. Like they had a cardboard cutout and it was like, take a picture with it. And it was like the last supper. Although it was oh, all yeah. like gangsters. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I mean, yeah, that is kind of what Far Cry is known for now since 3. Having a very extravagant, over-the-top villain. Yeah. Mm. So, it's, uh, I, I think that's obviously something they should keep because it's the best part about Far Cry. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that, that, that was a bit of fun. Other than that, I played some indie games. Played Gravity, which is a really fun game. So, it involves like your, your, your four-player, you're jumping around the map and you've got a gun where you can grab boxes and shoot them at each other. So you literally just fast pace for so it's kind of like trying to kill each other. The gravity gun from <clears throat> Half Life. It's kind of similar to that, except it's just like side on, and you're like a little yeah. tiny guy in it, and you okay. jump around on platforms and stuff. And like it's literally, you die, you come back, and you keep going. And whoever can get the most kills wins. Okay, oh, that's cool. That's good fun. And nothing I, that you'd probably play for more than ten minutes, but good fun. But twice, <laughs> oh, three times. <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Tom will do uh, anything for a while. And the only game that I actually bought one of the indie games, I bought Forts, which is one that was already out, um, but it's really fun. Essentially, you build, so you've got four, a fort either side of like a map. It's sort of like worms, looks like worms. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you build like lasers and machine guns and stuff in your forts, and the idea is to destroy the reactor of your opposition. So okay, you can yeah. build up defenses and all that sort of thing. Really fun. Very much like a Worms kind of gameplay then, which is, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like that, except you're not controlling just one worm. You can control literally everything that's in your base. I think you do the, uh, you do something similar in Worms. Like, you have, like say, three characters each, and you jump between yeah. all three of your characters. Uh, I think the biggest thing is this is real time. Oh, it's not really? T- it's not turn-based. It's not turn-based. Wow, that is totally different, actually. Yeah. I quite like that. Turn-based, for me, just feels... Like, it's it's stopping me enjoying the game sometimes when you're sitting there waiting for your turn while the other person's doing theirs and thinking. Mm. Stops me having that fun with the relationship with the game where you're just sitting there watching it and it's not like anything's happening for you to watch. Yeah. So, that's for me, that's why turn-based doesn't really click for me. But that's a, that's a personal opinion. Personal opinion. Personal opinion. <laughs> Don't feel like you have to contribute to this podcast, Adrian. No, I'm just sitting here going, I'm, I'm waiting for the, the pre-workout to re-kick back in. <laughs> That's my opinion. You're fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, other than that, I oh, I saw I saw the keynote speaker on the first day, which was Bernie Burns from Rooster Teeth, the Ooh. creative, uh, what is he? Creative director or something. Yeah, he's the chief creative officer. Oh, okay, That's yeah. Right. Um, one of the founders, he was really interesting. Don't worry, I'm inspired, guys. We'll talk after this. Inspired? Inspired. Inspiration. So, okay. you heard it here first. <laughs> Tom's going to do some cool shit for our podcast, and we're going to do nothing. I made no promises. <laughs> I feel uh, like he just did. And then just board games. Lots of board games. Any any particular any, board yeah, games? Any standout? Yeah. What, what should we all jump into? What should we look out for? Um, We didn't play anything, necessarily any new things. Um. I just play everything we played was fun. So zombie dice is always fun. Uh, I don't know zombie dice. What's zombie dice? Well, zombie dice is just it's simple. It's so it's you get. I don't know how many dice it is. So it's it's literally like a cylinder that's yeah. full of dice. The idea is it of it is you pull out three dice at once and you roll them, and on those dice it either has brains, feet, or uh, sh- sh- uh, hits. Okay. So shotgun hits. Um, the idea of it is to roll until you get as many brains as possible. So you keep, so you roll, you keep whatever brains you get, you keep whatever yeah. hits you get, and you put them to the side and you keep rolling. Um, yeah. If you get shot three times, you lose everything. 
Oh, okay. Wow. Or if you keep collecting brains, you then like go, okay, I'm staying at this. That's your score. Okay. So it's, okay. Just, it's, pr- it's very pretty similar to a lot of um, a lot of other dice based games where four fours, <laughs> four fours. Yeah. Lies dice is a really fun game though. D- yeah. I like mm. lies dice. Judy. On Monday, I went to my very first popped cherry, a preview screening of a film. Yeah, I, I, um, I messed that up. You, you, you what? Yeah, what? Um, so I went to my very first preview screening of a film that was going to come out. Um, so Fuzzy and I, from whom spiked the puns, uh, went down <laughs> to <hate> yes. <laughs> uh, we went down to Melbourne Central and saw the latest franchise or latest in the franchise, Jigsaw. Oh. Um, that was to start at shit like seven thirty, but we got there at five. So of course we said this movie's got to be rubbish, <laughs> and we got shit faced <laughs> before we went in. Um, it's an awful movie. Yeah, it's very. It's very bad. Do not pay to watch this film. You've seen all the others. Have I've you? seen all the others. Um, the twist was okay without giving it away. The twist was was pretty good without giving it away. Um, give everything, give everything away. away. Out of curiosity, like because when we were doing the um, our door court. Which had Jigsaw, I remember we no, saw does, it at some point. Not, and the uh, blood no, but the blood looked ridiculous. Like yeah, yeah, it did. the blood was the wrong colour and it was going everywhere. Was that the same in this one? No. Wasn't a more of a modern modern version of like horror. So like in relation to like better prosthetics, but in some instances still really bad prosthetics. Mm. If that makes sense. So like the blood looked good, but then there was a, a body that was supposed to look like it went through a giant blender and it looked like a diced piece of fucking ham. Mm. It was it looked mm. awful. Um but Fuzzy hadn't seen any of the Saw films besides the first one. Oh and wow, what a way to just <laughs> So he's just jumped right in after like the first or second one. And um he's like, So what can I expect from this film? And I'm like, at least one to two Gothic girls for no fucking reason whatsoever. There were two gothic girls for no reason whatsoever. First guy dies for no reason. What, he, he just dies. He, he dies from stupidity and he dies from stupidity flat out. Fuzzy's like, we're doing really good at this. But then the film got worse. So me and Fuzzy are sitting there in this packed theatre thinking of ways to make this film better. And the end of the film is at like a pig farm. And Fuzzy just turns around and goes, beware of anyone who owns a pig farm. Quoting <laughs> <laughs> like anything from Hannibal. <laughs> Quoting Snatch. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he goes, we know where the killer is. Let's go get him. Goody gumdrops. <laughs> 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 we were losing our shit. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty good. I did get an invitation to go see The Room as well, um, which is that Tommy Wiseau film that... Mm. You're tearing me apart, Lisa! Um, uh, yeah. Apparently, once a month on Ligon Street, they do a, a room session that yep. is full of interesting characters that go and see that. And I'm pretty sure it's the place that you could like throw forks and stuff at the screen. Like they give you stuff to throw at the screen. So they deliberately show a really shit movie so that you can just get angry and throw shit at the screen. Yep, that's fantastic. Mm, we should go watch Prometheus there, <laughs> <laughs> or Covenant. 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 Covenant is worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's been that's been mean so far this week. Uh, we are sort of prepping to move out of this apartment, so we're actually sitting on the couches this time. A bit of comfort. Just laid back. Yes. Well, well I, you can't really lay back. You yeah. keep forgetting your headphones. And no, this. I'm comfy. <laughs> <laughs> I was laying back and then I got told off for it. Because you were laying on a kid's toy yeah, that we well. still haven't given the kid. To Poor in, Buzz. To infinity. And beyond. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a good thing you said like Buzz and all Buzz Lightyear. So many different interpretations could have been boarded. Can you get? Can you get? not sit on Buzz? <laughs> Bzzzt. Mm. <laughs> Mr. Johnson, what is your man talk? <sighs> 
Unfortunately, I haven't been doing Well, you're not a fucking man, are you? No, yeah, not really. I've been playing a shit ton of Mario Odyssey, and it just gets better and better. I know Have you joined the 500 Club yet? The 500? Oh, 500 oh, moons. moons. No, I haven't. I am, I think... Oh, I'm over the 300 mark. Jesus. So, yeah, I've been playing... And I still haven't finished the campaign, because I'm one of those people that tries to do a lot on the way, along the journey. So... I think it depends on the world for me. Yeah, there are some words where, worlds where I'm just like, eh, I'll just do a little bit, but mm. even still, it's more than you would do. Wait, so, <laughs> so is 500 all of them, or is that just an impressive feat? I'm assuming it's I, all I of them. I think it's an impressive feat, but it's close to all, if not all. Oh. Mm. I don't know. Um, it's getting very good. I'm up to the final fight with Bowser. In classic Nintendo fashion, they think it's going to be the last world, and then they add another world. Yeah, and um, there is another world after you defeat Bowser as well, which will bring back a lot of nostalgia for Nintendo fans. I'm not going to ruin it, but you should definitely finish it because it will bring back childhood memories. Well, it's a good thing my Switch is just down there. My controller's here, we're sitting in the living room. Mm. <laughs> um, I only know this because, and I haven't looked up anything. I only know this because um, in certain worlds you can jump into paintings that are hidden in the oh, world, yeah. and there's a certain painting that takes you to a certain world. That you come back to after you finish the game. I oh, cool! A very obviously the paintings are reminiscent of another Mario game. Sixty-four. Yes. <coughs> Tom so. really had to guess. <laughs> Sunshine. Sixty-four. Scumshine. Scumshine. So yeah, I've been really clocking some hours into this game. I cannot recommend it enough for anyone that owns a Switch. If you don't have this game, you're really missing out on arguably one of the best games on Switch. If I will. I will game. say this is. By far my favourite game on Switch. I've got that Zelda, Splatoon, and Mario Kart. Um, I was I I love Zelda on Switch. Like that eh. is an impressive game, and I love Zelda. But I'm gonna say Mario Odyssey for me is is beating it. I prefer Mario to Zelda hands down. It's just fun, and there's and it never ends. Like usually in some Mario 3D kind of games like Mario 64 and stuff, it gets a bit monotonous. You kind of run out of things to do. You're a bit like. Eh, like some parts just some worlds because they're all made by different developers it's not like they're constantly mm. interconnected that well it's not made by three people doing all the world mm. so sometimes you'll get to a world and it's not the same but in this in Mario Odyssey even the downs are still a high because everything is just top notch the music is top notch the characters the things that you capture <laughs> yeah. stop talking I can't afford a switch do it. I, 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 now I really want one. I can't <laughs> afford one. It's, yeah. I think there's a job in a call center you could work in if you want. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, right. <laughs> if you don't, if you have a switch, buy it. If you don't have a switch, seriously consider it for this game alone. It is, and it rightly deserves the scores it's been getting of ten out of ten. Tom, Tom's just picked up. The, <laughs> look, to be honest, when I originally watched all the trailers and everything, I wasn't that impressed, and then I played it, and it is, it is amazing. I'm just going to say this is the, wor- the the first line on the back is the worst joke ever. Go on. Embark on a captivating adventure. That's a pun. With, ca- with cap. <laughs> yeah. Everything's about, everything is about caps in this game. Um, but it's just done so well. It's just classic Nintendo fashion. Everything is just put together so good. The last time mm. I enjoyed a game like this was Mario Sunshine on the GameCube. Well, I never had a GameCube because it was not a good console. Yeah, I, I, I never played Sunshine. <laughs> I think it's the only Nintendo console that I've never actually played. It was fun. I enjoyed it. There's two consoles I never owned. The original NES. I own the SNES, but I don't own the original NES, and I don't own the GameCube. Everything else I've owned. 
Because yeah. uh, GameCube it was not good. <laughs> but it had a handle so you could take it around and show all your friends that also don't have it. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? I want to go into news. All right. That's fair enough then. Just because you're sad. It's a top ten news God, it's catchy. It Voice of an angel, that singer. Well, the good thing is I've got 25 pieces in <laughs> No, i got 10. Um, Finally, after last week's shenanigans. Yes, yes. We yes. Going? yes. You just give me the nod. You know the nod. Yes. Play the sound. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10. Netflix. Oh, if you're going to ruin all my fucking audio clips... <laughs> <laughs> Good job, pal. Uh, Netflix has halted production on House of Cards until further notice. Production on the final season of House... This is what Netflix has said, sorry. Uh, production on the final season of House of Cards is suspended until further notice. This will mm. give us time to review the current situation with our producing pas- partners at MRC. Executives are on set this week discussing with cast and crew. More details to come. Now, if I read this this morning as well, that I think Kevin Spacey had been let go of um, from House of Cards. Oh, really? I yeah, think so. Yeah. I read that as well. That they've how, actually. How is that possible, though? How are they gonna? Well, they gonna get around the that? way they ended is season. The main character of it. Kill him off. I don't know. I I haven't seen since like uh, past season two, so I don't know what. The... Yeah, I'm I'm up to date, and uh, Robin Wright's character is now the president. Um, mm. with uh Frank Underwood's character to to go into the private private area so like maybe private military private security something like that so they might kill him off who knows but sad news with the the kevin spacey yes discussions it's, it's um really strange it is one of these things that now that it's come out everyone's in that industry is saying we all knew it was happening we all knew it was happening but like i had never even heard of anything because we're not this. in that industry well, obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, Brett Ratner, the director of uh, X-Men 3 and Rush Hour 3, has been pulled, has been um, accused of things as well, as well as Brian oh, Singer. And there was people. somebody else. I don't want to name that. I, I think I know who it was, but I'm not sure whether it's their na- it was them, so I'm not going to say their name. <laughs> um, yeah, heaps of people. Yeah, mm. there's quite a few going around, which is kind of scary as well. But as I've been saying to other people, Hollywood's just the beginning. It's going to go through every industry now. Yeah. Yeah, and it needed to happen at some Did point. Did it not happen with um, the there was like a movie or game company a couple of months ago? Screen Geeks or something? Oh uh, like no, that was a YouTubing channel, Screen Junkies. Screen Junkies. Screen Junkies. The um, Andy Signal from who was like the, one of the founders of it. Yeah, got accused of that sort of thing. So he's been given the boot. I'm pretty sure. Damn. Um. Yeah, and that was that he he his thing came out like at the same time as Harvey Weinstein, so he wasn't a result of that. Was around like the exact same time. Okay, well let's move on to some possibly cheerier news. Possibly, possibly. Number nine. What are y'all? What are y'all's uh, <laughs> thoughts on uh, the Fast Furious franchise? I don't really know. <laughs> and well, it's not good. Well, Tyrese Gibson has threatened to quit the franchise if. Dwayne The Rock Johnson returns for Fast 9. Why no? So, Tyrese is furious. Now, you were making fun of the capture joke. That, was, that wasn't even a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, from recent updates as well, because news updates during the week as I write these things, uh, Tyrese Gibson has uh, been spoken to by one of The Rock's uh, people. 
Mm. Um, the People's Champ has delegated <laughs> one of the peoples to speak to Tyrese Gibson. Uh, and so he didn't do it himself. No. Uh, and uh, has settled things over, but it looks like Tyrese Gibson isn't happy with The Rock, but I also wouldn't piss off a man that size. Um, yeah, so just linking back to... I know that we said it on the previous podcast when The Rock and Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel were having issues, and we were like, mm. oh, who who could we identify as... Like, we didn't know who would have been the instigator there. Mm. It's so starting it, to point it, towards yeah, The Rock. Yeah, it points towards The Rock. <laughs> well, the... The reason that Tyrese Gibson's thrown a hissy fit is because he's a shit actor. No, it's actually because um, they were supposed to release the Fast, and, the next Fast and the Furious movie, I think, next year. But it did get delayed because Jason Statham's character and The Rock's character are getting their own standalone film within the, the Fast universe, delaying production of the film for a year. Uh, and Tyrese Gibson was not happy about that. So, he flat out he's goes He's earning enough money anyway. Yeah. He needs to suck it up, princess. Oh, God, one year. <laughs> I, I honestly think if it came down Maybe to... Maybe if he got another job. <laughs> How Maybe about it... a movie that's not Fast and the Furious? No, I think I think the Rocks people just would have called up Tyrese Gibson going, Hey, Tyrese, remember uh, Transformers? How good you were in that? Yeah, you're staying on the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise, aren't you, mate? You know what? The Rocks going to send it's... you over some money to tie you over. Yeah, he's just got some sitting around. <laughs> is that all he does? Yeah. yeah. I think that uh, is And the... complains. <laughs> uh, there was, there was to a... To sub- be honest, though, like... I it I still get a feeling that The Rock might be hard to deal with, and I think these things are starting to lean towards that. These kind of complaints, I get this awful feeling that when you work with somebody who like The Rock, who is apparently an extremely well, well he's obviously known for how how much he puts towards his work, and he's constantly like has this really strong work ethic about his professionalism, and he's constantly doing things that. So working with somebody like that can be a bit of a headache, mm. I imagine. So, I, I wouldn't be surprised if in a few years' time we get more and more complaints about The Rock coming out because people just find him too too much to deal with. When, cool. when someone's that full-on about stuff, it, it, they're not a very relaxed person in general. Yeah, it's quite mm. possible. I could definitely see that occurring. Mm. No, I'm definitely Team Rock. Uh, next one, please. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. Don't know if any of you are excited for this, nor are you, either of you going to play it. Um, but due to the complaints, EA Games is changing its uh, the way the loot system works with Battlefront 2. Oh, they're actually listening to people. Yeah. So the previous... <laughs> what? The previous version of the game was you got loot crates from either in-game progression or you could buy loot crates with real-world money. Uh, and that would include rare weapons, that would include uh, in-game currency to unlock things, so on and so forth. So essentially a pay-to-win scenario yeah uh, a lot of people are upset with that so what they're doing is is if you play a particular class let's say ian plays as a as a medic if you will and he plays constantly as a medic that's how he can level up to be like super the, medic super medic yeah rather than buying a fuck a load of loot boxes and just hoping to get the super medic trait he can work towards it and actually get it now mm. uh, so in the loot boxes you're not going to get any epic things you have to work towards getting epic things okay okay yeah so that's kind of good. Yeah. yeah. I don't like this loot crate thing in the first place. Yeah. It works. Every game keeps doing these loot crates. It works really it well on Overwatch, I will say. Well, apparently, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were talking about the new COD um, and how they're doing the loot crate system. And apparently, like, so it's like other games where you've got a central hub or something. Yep. yep. And when you buy one, when you get one, it airdrops it, and it shows... It, it. Everybody else can see it who's in that sort of world. And then you open it, and it shows everybody what you got. 
So if you spend mm. money and you get a really rare item, apparently like the psychology behind it is they see that you got this really cool item yeah, and, and then they go, oh, I want actually, that and start yeah. buying it. It's a pretty smart idea. Yeah. So that, that's, what, that's what I've heard that the new cot is doing, which I kind, find kind of manipulative. The only yeah. loot crate thing that i It's a good I've idea from works. a business point of view. <laughs> yeah. And Activision's all about making money. Um, but the, the, the only thing I've seen that works is Overwatch because in the loot crates in Overwatch, you just get skins. That's it. You don't get anything else. You get skins. Nothing that um, Nothing yeah, game changes. Yeah, the, just the you quality know, of the game makes yeah the Mercy instead of looking like a hit like an angel, she looks like a witch for Halloween. That's it. Mm. Nothing else inside it. I have also spent a lot of money on loot crates. So I will say. Next one. Number seven. Speaking of video games, which I doubt any of you are going to play this, but if you do play it, welcome aboard. PUBG is coming to Xbox One on the twelfth of December. Whoop, whoop. Ah, nice. And have you played PUBG? Uh, I played it twice. What did you think? I was terrible at it. I died in 10 seconds. <laughs> so, correct So, me. a shining recommendation from Tom. So, correct me if I'm wrong. I know other people enjoy it. I'm just not very good at it. 100 players get dropped into a map and they all need to sort of kill each other? Yeah. Is it generally... And then you have a time limit on it and eventually the map gets smaller and smaller and smaller until eventually there is just like you're in like a, I think, poison gas or something. And yeah. Until there was, it was a, it, it was a big thing at PAX. Yeah, yeah, they were having like massive tournaments up at PAX, and it was yeah. up on all the screens. Did it look like it was running well? That's my. Oh no, that that was the PC one. Oh okay. So I don't know what it will run like on Xbox. Damn, I'm wondering if it is because it's PC and Xbox. Will it have cross cross network play? Will it have PC against Xbox players? Because you can do that with like Gears of War and then Forza and stuff like that. Well, t- to me, but, the idea of this game doesn't seem like it should be hindered that much by the ability to play cross-platform but again well i was uh, i was speaking to a friend yesterday um and he said when it's Fortnite, they've got a similar mm-hmm. mode to playing unknown's battleground and when they started the they opened the servers up they accidentally in but bunny ears um opened servers to everything so playstation players were playing xbox players and when <laughs> they figured that out playstation and, and sony were like hey you know you're cross-platforming they're like oh crap and they turn their servers off and reset them and Made them for the consoles only. Um, so, it does show that you can do cross-network play. Yeah. And how easy mm. it must obviously be to It was to a flip do. of a switch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which makes it seem very... Mm. So, I've got a friend I'm trying to convince to get an Xbox. And he's like, man, we'll just wait it out. And then they'll do PlayStation versus Xbox. I did it on Fortnite. I just don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon, to be honest. With, with all the stuff we've been talking about on this podcast as well in regards to sony's view on it and they're no we're winning we don't want to play with you guys <laughs> even nintendo's yeah. gone yeah we'll play yeah exactly. you can do it with rocket league yeah exactly so <sighs> next mm. number six number six new star wars tv spot did y'all see it y'all see the new star wars tv spots on tv negative <laughs> i have there's a, a lot of chat on it on YouTube and Facebook and stuff. Yes, a lot of chat about a character returning to... Yes, well, it's a 40-second clip. It doesn't really show any spoilery. It just shows maybe two or three new shots. One of them is Luke on the Falcon. He walks into the cockpit and all the lights turn on. It looks like he's like an old, confused man, like, this looks familiar. <laughs> like like a man with, like, dementia walking through a supermarket, like, where am I? Like, <laughs> he's walked into the cockpit and he looks confused as fuck and then all the lights turn on. That seems to be, okay. that seems to be the character he's going with in general, to be honest. Every time he's in a scene, he looks confused and scrunched up face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Let's move on to number five. <laughs> okay. 
Number five. Mark Strong. Anyone know who Mark Strong is? Yes. What's he in? Kingsman. What else? And Sherlock Holmes. And. Go on. Tom? Miss Congeniality. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Is he actually? Why did that come to your head? I don't know. Is he actually in there? No. (laughs) You might be. (laughs) Got your phones? You want to Google? I'd be impressed. Go on, Tom. No. Nah. You want that. What about Mark Strong? My phone's too far away. <laughs> in arms reach, yeah, you can't get it. Yeah. I don't want to lean. Uh, Mark Strong is in talks to play Doctor Savannah for the Shazam film. So being the villain for Shazam. Uh, so mm, looks like we have our actor actor for Shazam. We may possibly have our villain for Shazam. Can they film the fucking thing? Because it's supposed to be like out ten years ago. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Well, he's just. Well, he's going. From, well, he's still in the D. DC. He DC played Sinestro again. in yes. the uh, Green Lantern film. The very bad Green Lantern film, but he was the only good he thing about it. He was the only good thing about it that everyone says. Mm. Okay. Number four. Let me tell you a little story, fellas. Not a story. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Danny Hoffman, what's he known for? <laughs> Music. Yes. What themes? Danny Hoffman. Danny Hoffman. The Simpsons. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Batman. Batman. Thank you, Tom. Tom wins. Batman. Why does he Batman, win? Batman, you say. <laughs> Danny Elfman is doing the score for the Justice League film, and the Batman theme is returning for the Justice League film. Mm, what do you think of that? The original one. Yes. I I, I hope that it's a revamped version of it. Yeah, so do I. Because... That's a bit dated. Yeah. It's still pretty good. When it's you hear it, you think Batman. It ain't no Wonder Woman theme. Yeah, no. Uh, it ain't no Superman theme. Hmm? It ain't no Superman theme. No, but I'm just going to say, like, up on the stage, like, that original Batman score, if they're in, like, a fight scene or something's yeah. going on, no, it won't it's be. not going to get the ambience behind it at all. No, no you, you never it's even had that work. theme for the fights in the old movies. What? But he should have a theme that you can fight to. I haven't, like, sometimes... It'll just be... I'm for that. Yeah. I loved that. Every moment of it. That was just me doing fucking Harm Zimmer without the... Boom. Well, uh, to be honest, I can't think of anything recent that Danny Elfman's done. Can you? That That's good? Because I'm sure he's done stuff recently. Yeah, now Tom leans forward for probably his Probably isn't any good. Well, let's, so t- let's some, do some research. That worries me a little, to be perfectly honest with you. Quickly, talk amongst yourself. It's it's good that he's coming back, but I don't... I want, I, I, I want to know, in relation to Justice League, how they're going to use it. Because, yeah, Tom is correct. He can't use it for a no. fight. I think you have to revamp it, and it might be for, like, two seconds when Batman suits up or something. Or, like, he, like, jumps from a roof and, like, he's t- coming to talk to them. And, like, and that's it. Yeah. I, I suspect it's going to be suit up or he's, like, getting ready. Kind Ooh. of thing. Just a nostalgia kind of quick five-second thing. I don't reckon it's going to be... Really in the movie. So you reckon we're going to have... Well, you have to blend he was on all Age the characters. Of, he did stuff on Age of Ultron. Apparently. Which was quality. quality. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. And Fifty Shades oh, Darker. Yeah. Oh, another quality one. Another piece of news that I actually didn't put on the thing. I read it this morning. Do you know what the highest grossing superhero origin film is? Yes, I do. What is it? I've forgotten that. Oh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman overtook Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So, there's a little free piece of news for you guys who are listening. You're not listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not on the top ten. Let's move on. Hmm. Number three. Thank fuck it's got the numbers on it because I lost my place. Sony slash PlayStation released a buttload of uh, video game trailers during the week. Uh, we had the new Spider-Man teaser. Did any of y'all watch that? 
No. No. <laughs> What's there's Spider-Man? still not too much game. There's a Spider-Man video game coming for PlayStation. Oh, yes, I did. It doesn't look good. You don't think it looks good? No, I don't think it looks good. Hmm. Which is surprising because the last gameplay we saw, which was E3, E3. Yeah. was really good just, and exciting. Hmm. And this didn't really show that much gameplay. It was just more story. It was more sort of. story and it didn't actually look that good. Whereas the gameplay, this is like opposite world. Usually the cutscenes look really good and then you see the gameplay and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> it's a movie type. No, no. Separate. It's like like uh, when Miles we had the standalone Spider-Man games on PlayStation One. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, but Miles Morales, they, but they've still been doing that. They've been Miles Morales will be in it, but um, you still play as Peter Parker. But yeah. they've been doing standalone Spider-Man games consistently. Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty consistent. I think it's been a little while since the last good one. The Dement Shattered oh, Dimensions no, was pretty good. I played that. Shattered Demented. Mm. I played that one. That was pretty good. Okay. Um, I think there was one after that though. That was really Web bad. of Shadows. I don't know. I don't I mean, fucking know. Either way, yeah, this this the cutscenes, the story and everything doesn't look that good. Doesn't look like it's gonna have its main villain as well is not going to be a notorious I think we said Batman villain. Spider Man villain. So like it's No, it seems to be They the, show Kingpin for two seconds and it's him going into the back of a Divi van. Um and You're it, going home in the back of a Divi van. Um but it doesn't have like you would think the main villain would be Goblin or Craven or Venom or something. Mm. And it's a character that I'm no idea who that is. Maybe it's a new character because I wasn't sure who it is either. Mm. But I'm I worry that the Spider Man fanboys who might listen to this might actually know who it is. We do know the shock is in it. Yes, the, he shows up for two seconds. Yeah, and we know Kingpin's in it. So there are going to be other characters. Will who there are be known. other Marvel superheroes? Then will we see a, a, a cameo, maybe of Iron Man or mention of him? Because we got them in the old games. You in the first Spider-Man game on PlayStation One, you were on top of the Fantastic Four building at one point. Well, the question is, what's the licensing for the video games of Marvel properties? I don't yeah, know. What the, I don't know knows. what the licensing is there. Yeah, some companies might actually own those different characters. I don't know whether it all is the same one. But actually, no, they have appeared King- together, haven't they? Kingpin is a Marvel character now because he's on Deadpool. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, no, because the game rights will be different than the movie rights, mm. um, but I just don't know whether the game rights are all held by one studio or whether they're... Only one way to find out. Move on to the next piece mm. of news, that's how we find out. Number two. Speaking of Spider-Man, um, Christoph Waltz is not returning as Blofeld in the James <laughs> Bond film. <laughs> that's good, so much to do with Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. Nice segue. Nice, nice, nice <laughs> Um So, yeah, I'm Mr. Johnson... Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's fuzzy and noises. There we go. Um, so, Mr. Johnson. Yes. You're a James Bond fan. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, most of us will know that the last James Bond movie, Spectre, had Christoph Waltz as Blofeld, the notorious villain for James Bond, the number one, essentially. That's what he is. Yes. <laughs> Keep going, Ian. We have some technical difficulties. So, yeah, he, he will not be returning. And um, his way of explaining that, Christoph Waltz's way of explaining that, is that they will be sticking to the um, the way that James Bond has been previously in the past in that um, Blofeld will not be played by the same actor. That's what he's alluding to, that... Blofeld might return, but it might be played by another actor altogether, which is very reminiscent of the early James Bond films where we had Blofeld played by, I think, three different actors. That's three! In four different movies. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. 
I just wanted to step in there. Yes. Um, so that's actually quite interesting as well in relation to um, it is Daniel Craig returning for this next Bond film. Mm. That is Blofeld the only James Bond villain to actually survive a film? Did, I have no idea. <laughs> but it does kind yeah, of ruin. Know, the, I'm not going to know. Um, it does kind I of. I love James Bond. <laughs> Kind of ruins the continuing continuity that was created in the Daniel Craig series. Um, we haven't had a single actor drop out. Have no, no character has changed actors in the entire Daniel Craig Bond. M. No, that is the that no. is a different character. But he's still M. <laughs> it's a different character. <laughs> still M. So not that was the only other change actually um, in the entire Daniel Craig collection. I'll say that. Um, nothing else has changed. That was your service. So that ruins the continuity of it, Mm. which is interesting, to say the least. I don't Mm. think that they will be having Blofeld return. That is my... That's my hunch, that they will be going with a different um, villain. Perhaps... Uh, Bring back the the good old days where they just recasted people all the time and just went, it's the same person, we swear. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's been so long since movies, you can't tell, can you? <laughs> um, what would you think of Dave Bautista's character returning? The guy with knives for fingernails on his thumb. Um, I would like it, but I don't think that's going to happen. He just fell off a train. Tom, why are you playing with a stuffed toy? <laughs> I like to party. Let's move uh, on. Yeah, let's, let's move, on number move one. along. Our number one. Boom, 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 boom. Da, 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 da. Um, so this is I found a little interesting, also a bit cool, and also pissed me off just a, just a tad. Just a tad. Um, official merchandise for the Justice League film is now available for your purchase at any time. Uh, one of the items for purchase may be a spoiler. Um, now there's a website called Merchoid, which is uh, selling leather jackets based on characters of the film. So mm. you can get a black one with the bat logo on the back. You can get a red one for Flash. But there is one uh, spoiler alert. Yes, thank you. you want to do it again? <laughs> Have you got the spoiler sound effect no. on the surface? Well, you, you imitate just, it. Imitate go. it. Yeah, you, you, forgot, put, yeah, you, go you didn't put it on. You need to do yeah. it. Now. Spoilers. We had some spoilers ahead. Wee 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 wee. All right. Um, so one of these jackets is a brown bomber jacket with black fur cuffs and fur around the uh, the neck of the the jacket with green lantern logos all over it. <laughs> So, is, are these jackets actually sponsored by yes, the, they are. the actual film company? Yes, they are. Mm. And the back of the jacket's got JL written on the back in the Justice League JL for the film. Uh, it's got uh, the Green Lantern logo. The It's got logos on the inside of the jacket. So, it's got the Batman logo, the Superman logo, so on and so forth on the inside of the jacket. But the main prominent one is the Green Lantern logo. And it's just bomber jacket from Justice League. And I'm like... <sighs> Well, this is the uh, second thing that I've heard of them doing this. Yeah, there was another there's been one. a couple. There was a competition have... or something. Oh, the Big Bang Theory competition? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there was a Big Bang Theory competition to like, spin the wheel to find out which superhero are you? And it had all the movie logos for all the superheroes. And the Green Lantern logo was on there. And it had the, the movie Green Lantern logo. So, we now know what the logo looks like. Yeah. So, we're pretty sure Green Lantern's going to appear in Justice League. It could just be like... This yeah. just in. It could be post-credits. Like, yeah. Could be. Could be. Mm. He's I'm not. F- he's not going to be because they make terrible decisions. But <laughs> they could. I was saying to. I've said to Ian. I reckon they'll have the character who was the Green Lantern before Hal Jordan, and he dies helping the Justice League. 
Either that or all the Green Lanterns are dead and it's Katarina, who is the last of the Green Lanterns. Mm, I kind of hope they... I kind of hope they don't do that and then kill them off or have something like that, mainly because DC doesn't have a very good track record of making me care for someone in a short amount of time. Yeah. If you get what I mean. You didn't care for Kevin Cosner? Not at all. When he went... Whist away with Helen Hunt in a tornado? Ride you like a Not hurricane. Particularly. <laughs> Not particularly. All right, so that brings on us on to the theme of this week, this week's weekly theme, this theme of this week's weekly we theme. <laughs> Some of you might also notice that it's been a week since we recorded. Enjoy. Mm. Ooh. An actual full week. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But before we go into this <laughs> theme's week's weekly theme, <laughs> I know, professional, right? Before we go into this theme's week's weekly theme of this week's week weekly theme. What is that? What? What is the theme of the week's weekly theme? We actually haven't said it, Mr. Johnson. We haven't. No, what is it? It's a secret now. We are going to fix another franchise, a franchise which we have already alluded to and its horribleness recently. Earlier in the episode, Ugh. that being the Alien franchise. That being Tom wearing a seven-year-old... They done guy. fucked it up. <laughs> so Ridley Scott has made some um, comments recently regarding the franchise and his thoughts. We'll be jumping straight into that very soon. But after, I'll take it away, Mr. Johnson. A fix promo. Woo! Uh, he- hello, we're from Netflix and Swill Podcast. Let me review Netflix shows for you, please. It would mean so much to me if you let me review Netflix for you. Somebody's got to review them. Why can't it be me? Come on, let the boy review Netflix shows for you. Hi, hello. Are you good? Uh, good. Let me drink crappy alcohol and make jokes for you. I'm already going to be reviewing Netflix for you. Just say yes to me for drinking crappy alcohol. Honestly and sincerely, I'd like to make jokes for you to laugh at. He's a good, hard-working boy. Let him drink some beer and make jokes. Please don't make me watch the one-star movies. He's a nice boy! Watch your own damn shitty movies! For God's sake! Download Netflix and Swill, please. I'll put all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. Please download our episodes. I already started watching the one-star movies. If you didn't want to listen to our show, why'd you let me watch the one-star movies? Can we stop this cruel game and allow the boy to keep one shred of dignity? For God's sake! I can't stand to see him in all this pain! So just listen to Netflix and Swill! For the love of God, let the boy review Netflix for you! back bring it back oh hi i didn't see you there thanks for joining us on shaking on it halfway through an episode so mr johnson <laughs> how's that for a we have back? now turned into a talk show <laughs> just what ian always wanted you may remember us from such podcasts as who spiked the puns now in technicolor and many more and at least one and more. picture this <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh mr johnson yes do you think you may remember that we have rebooted the Transformers franchise. Some of, some, of, some of the listeners agreed. Some of them heavily disagreed with Ian Johnson's point of view on that. Really? Yes. Who was that? Ryan. Ah, that's right. Ryan doesn't know better. He liked multiplicity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Suddenly Tom, his opinion Tom, your only matter. sound effect today is... You <laughs> 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 hung over or something? I had a big nut. <laughs> anyway, we've returned to fix another franchise because... We believe that we know better. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Our opinions. Yes. So, let's fix the Alien franchise. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. 
Now, the Alien franchise has been plagued of the late from the Alien vs. Predator all the way through to Covenant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dub. <laughs> Fucking hate yeah. that film so much. The human soundboard. Um, but there is another movie coming out very recent, oh, sorry, in the not-too-distant future in a galaxy somewhat far away, and that is... Star Wars! <laughs> The Alien Covenant sequel, which is at this time potentially being titled Alien Awakening. Now, Ridley Scott has come out and... Tom, you can now insert your sound effect. <laughs> Ridley Scott has come out and uh, said some... some Harsh words. Quite harsh words about aliens in general, even though he is the one who will be making Alien Awakening, which yeah. is strange. Um, he said, and I quote... But I think the beast has almost run out, personally. We've got to come in with something else. You've got to replace that. And so I was right. I was ahead of the game. Sounds like Ridley Scott there, doesn't it? So hang on. Yeah. Essentially what he's saying is he believes the alien, as a monster, doesn't work anymore. He thinks that it is a dead creature, so to speak. Um, and he... Oh, yes, because it's iconic, like Frankenstein and the mummy. And the Tom Cruise. He, yeah, what the he doesn't fuck think is it's wrong gonna... with him? Yeah, exactly. His last two films haven't even had, like, proper... Exactly. My opinion as well. This he is going to be a really... great episode to sit back and watch. Yeah, guys. and so he wants to make... I'm just fucking itchy now, man. <laughs> uh, pre-workout, man. My back is so itchy. <laughs> I know, right? It just makes you, like, fucking itchy. Um, so, essentially, he's he's come out saying that Alien Awakening, tentatively titled at this point in time will be more focused on directly after Covenant where we see David on the now hijacked Covenant ship. And it will be also about the returning engineers, which did not really have any part to play in Covenant. I don't give a shit about David or the engineers. (laughs) The trick is not minding that you don't give a shit about David or the engineers. (laughs) So Ridley Scott um, basically isn't listening to what anyone is saying and jumping to his own conclusions, but it does lend the question, and beg the question rather, as to whether or not Alien is dead. I think he's killing it. I think he is killing (laughs) it. It's already dead! (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're going to think about how we're going to fix this. If we were to jump in right now, and there has been many talks that the Alien uh, Ridley Scott universe is going to be killed off by 20th century fox and which might be one of the smartest things fox has done in the past 50 years yes Mm. is to take it away from him and be like no 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 stop it you had your chance you ruined it yeah we've given you two films and you're not really doing particularly much and so in that happening there is also the potential of a reboot i believe uh fingers crossed so i'm taking a look at his his previous Roles as a director. Uh, he's done everything. When you talk, if you um, don't know who Ridley Scott is, you. I have know a who Ridley Scott <laughs> is. I'm just seeing if there's anything else he's done that's good besides. Yeah. That. Oh, he did Blade Runner. I haven't seen it. <sighs> he's done anything decent recently. The Martian. That was. He a was show. a producer. Oh, okay. Yeah, The Martian was great. No, he directed The Martian. I'm gonna. He check. was probably also oh, he a did. producer. <laughs> he did direct it. Yes, exactly. He uh, produced Robin Hood. Yeah, that was horrible. Kingdom of Heaven. Hannibal. 2001's Hannibal. Yeah. Hannibal. Hannibal. Uh, Hannibal. G.I. <laughs> Jane. Sorry for that little bit of racism. <laughs> G- what, what the fuck is G.I. Jane? No idea. Anyway, 
Thelma and Louise. That's how he kills an alien. They drive off a fucking cliff <laughs> together. Uh, so either way, Ridley Scott is a bit hit and miss He's with his movies. Bit of an idiot. Either way, he has also had some very, very good movies, like The Martian, like G.I. Jane, like the original Alien movie. So, can we fix this? And if we were to fix it, how? That is the question. How, how much mm. superglue do we need to fix it? <laughs> That's my question. So, obviously, it's been dropped <laughs> from a fucking decent height. Uh, let's start where it all began with the original Alien movie. Tom, when did that come out? <laughs> He's not reading from the back of a box at <laughs> all. No, not at all. You're ruining the illusion. <laughs> I know all this off the top of my head. Give me the box. <laughs> Give, Give me the box. box. Give me the box, man. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the box. <laughs> Give me the box. <laughs> I just want to box your head in. <laughs> so, the theatrical version was released in 1979. Yes. And the director's cut was released in 2003. Quite some time later. Mm. Uh, so, the original Alien movie was very much a horror movie in space. Um, Jaws in space. Jaws in space. Little days and takes lives. Jaws in space. <laughs> Essentially, that's what it was. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Ne- next reboot. Yeah. <laughs> Make a chance and um, It was essentially a serial killer movie in space, and it worked... Extremely well, uh, in my opinion, to the point where I like it more than Aliens, which was... Which some may think might be wrong. It is. Some may think the opposite, though. <laughs> I like to sit in the middle ground and poke both sides. <laughs> poke it Damn fence-sitter. Yeah. Actually, I'm on the Alien 3 bed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Burn it! <laughs> Tom, tell us about Aliens. About Aliens. So, that had a theatrical release in 1986, so seven years after the first one. And the special edition was released in 1991. This is when we saw quite a gap in sequels. A fair bit different to what we get now, where a sequel comes out the next year. Well, there was actually some time and planning in between things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Nowadays, they're like, quickly, it made money. Pump it. Money. Money. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Show me um, the money. So this one was directed by uh, James Cameron. James, James Cameron, and in my opinion, James Cameron's James the best Cameron. of the franchise. Would you say the best is the theatrical cut or the extended version? To be honest, I'd have to rewatch them. Mm. I don't remember. The extended version, I'm fairly sure, goes for like two and a half, near three hours. I feel like it's the extended, well, the special edition um, that I think I liked the better one. So what is personally? What, I think that the extended edition is a bit much. It's doesn't really. Lend, I think you're a bit much. Doesn't really. <laughs> doesn't really lend much to the story. It just kind of drags it out a bit. Now you talked about that the first film is Jaws in space. Mm-hmm. What's the story of the first one? Just a brief ten word story. All right. So the terror. The terror begins as the crew. Of <laughs> 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 Reads the back of the box. Um, essentially, ten words. And ten words. Ten words. Um, Without using distress the letter, signal, planet. Um, face hugger. That's that's hyphenated. That's that's one word. So that's four words so far. Um, chest burster. Also hyphenated. Um, you got five words left. Um, hunts down rest of crew. Ten words. Hey. Ooh. Now Tom, saying is aliens is your favourite. Let's get a ten word story <laughs> of aliens. Uh, 
That's after one. drifting <laughs> through space. <laughs> <laughs> just words, read, just read the words, back of the book. Words. Just read the back of the box. Nah, can you do ten words? He can't do ten words. I can't do ten words. And aliens is a significant. But yes, no, 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 And I feel like this will this will be a good way. So this is a synopsis supplied to us by our good friends at Twentieth Century Fox. <laughs> very good. They <laughs> actually won that box set. Thank you very much. So they did provide. It. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that my alien poster. Yeah, best buddy. Signed so. by. Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. All right. So, after drifting through space in hypersleep for 57 years, well, that's a long time, the only survivor from the first alien encounter accompanies a team of colonial marines back to LV-426, and this time, it's war. War. This is very different to the original film. It yes. is an action film. That's so good. And I think it's because of this parallel that we have such a big issue with the Alien franchise because people don't know what it is. Is it horror? Is it action? Is it adventure? And Aliens mixes everything perfectly. Perfectly. Does it? Yes. Name a point where it doesn't. I think it evolved and adapted in a way that it needed to to keep itself interested. I think it had to as well. For... Look, Alien, if you if you imagine watching that and none of the movies had ever existed afterwards, that is not a movie I would pick to make a sequel about, personally. There's not much there for you to be like, let's make a sequel about it, other than an interesting creature. And that is really all it took from it. And the world that the alien creature was found on. Mm. Other than that, there was not much to take from it. They took the only surviving character, Signy Weaver... <laughs> and Jonesy. Sorry, and a cat. Meow. And, That's right. and just kind of went, let's turn it into an action movie by making this character return with soldiers to the planet. Well, that asks the question, though. Like, if this was back in 1979 and we were, we were the age we are now and we just watched Aliens for the first time, do you reckon soldiers would be able to beat the creature? That's just the main question. And the way this movie was pitched was James Cameron was at a, was in a meeting with the 20th Century Fox executives. He wrote alien on a whiteboard and then put a dollar symbol next to alien and made it aliens. <laughs> Sounds like James Cameron. Love it. He's uh, particularly good with spending money. Avatar. Avatar. Yes, but James Cameron. Do you Cameron. think he put Avatar on a board and just did a dollar sign after that and went... Three more movies. <laughs> Put three lines through the door. <laughs> <laughs> three more movies. Three lines. Sam Worthington's doing nothing with himself, so I'm sure he must Yeah, I'm sure it. he was expensive to gather up. Has he done anything? No, no, really. Lara. What's her fucking name? Lara. The Australian person. That narrows it down. A famous. Just give us some context here, but. Yeah, you're not helping. La- oh. Lara. Bengal? Lara. Lara Bengal! <laughs> Oh, he got me out of that bingle. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, he's with Lara Bingle, isn't he? I have no idea. No idea in the slightest, right. and I couldn't care less. Let's move on to Alien 3. And that was... Theatrical version was in 1992. And a special edition released in 2003. And since this is your favourite film in the franchise, it is Judy, not my favourite yeah, Describe it. Let's say it in ten words. Ten, ten words. words. <laughs> All right, keep it count? Yep. Two brothers. <laughs> Two brothers alone. Mexican Armada. No, um so it is I'm counting. After Aliens, Space Crash, Prison Planet, Alien Dog, 
Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> if I had, a, if I had, a, one, more word, well, if I had one more word, damn well, just saying. If I had one more word, it would have been bald Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> but this, like, I, this is a bad film. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But the it's done by David Fincher, who did Seven, and he did Fight Club. Mm-hmm. A, mm. Another good director. Good director who didn't do well. Um, Ridley Scott, take notes. Yeah. And the idea of it went back to the first Aliens film where it is one alien and a group of people and they don't have guns and so on and so forth. Mm. So I, I get why they wanted to go back to it, but it's just executed poorly. The one thing that I will say that is cool is, it sucks, but it's cool, is the dog jumps, uh, a face hugger jumps on the dog and it, you get the hybrid mm. of an alien dog. And I'm like, that's cool. So, an interesting yeah, idea. The alien adapts to its host, yeah. which is cool. But it's that's, an that's interesting idea, yeah. And in the special yeah, sure. edition, it doesn't jump on a dog. It jumps on like a giant space ox. Yeah, that's right. Mm. So I like watching oh, that because you don't that. see the dog cry and then it rips oh. open. Yeah, I didn't like that. That noise that they put in every movie where a dog dies. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it just tugs at It's your heart. so sad. just thinking about it. It is yeah. so sad watching the dog getting ripped open. Mm. Don't watch the thing. Remember the thing? What thing? <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, so it's it's not the worst alien movie, but it is definitely not Alien and Aliens. No, I really got in. And look, it, it probably did have a bit of potential with David Fincher, but then you had the thing of let's kill out the main characters of the previous film who mm. did survive. Yes, let's get rid of Newt. Let's get rid of which in Aliens. To bring it back to Aliens, mm. a- that's what Aliens did really well, is it did carry on from Alien in a very interesting way. Mm. It continued mm. the main character, but it also put a twist on it by saying, what nobody's picked her up. Because that's what you expect after watching the first movie, is that she's going to survive, she's going to get picked up. Mm. Not that long. And the way yeah. they explain like how the the they're on the Sulaco, which is the military space marine ship, pretty much. And it's like there is a one rogue egg on in the ship, and the rogue egg breaks and causes a fire, and that's how that's how they get ejected onto this prison planet, which is a giant crock of shit. Just say that they went through an asteroid field. Mm. No one's piloting a ship. Number one, two, it's a fucking asteroid field. Most people are dead. They land on a planet. There you fucking go. <laughs> true. Very true. <sighs> Well, look, we've already rewritten the fucking story of three. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's move on to Ian's favourite. Oh, yeah, Alien Resurrection. Directed by Jean-Pierre... Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and pronounce <laughs> Give it a go. Where, where is it? Give it a go. <laughs> Jean-Pierre Genoux. That was pretty good, actually. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme. Directed by Jean-Claude Van Damme. He held both the cameras Cinematic. up with his Good, good thing legs. we had duty here. Uh, so that was... It's actually written by Joss Whedon. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quality. It got uh, rewrites a fuckload on top of this. Theatrical release was 1997, with a special edition released in 2003. They all came out in 2003. Except for Aliens. Aliens special edition was 1991. Was it? Mm-hmm. Mm. So, does anyone recall the story of this, Tom? <laughs> Not at all. Well, I think you might the, have to read the box. Read the box. <laughs> read the box. Uh, <laughs> it's been 200 years since Ripley made the ultimate sacrifice, but now a group of scientists have cloned her, along with the alien queen inside her, hoping right. to breed the ultimate weapon. Weapon. Do any, 
Do any of you remember anything else besides reading the back of that box and Michael Wilcott dying within like? I remember she gets a sweet yeah. basketball. That's shot. exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> and they, that was like the last roll of film, and she gets it. And just before the the shot actually cuts, you can see. Um, I've forgotten the actor's name. The guy who plays fucking Hellboy mm. um, turned around with a giant smile on his face. They can actually see him like... <gasps> it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty good shot. I, I remember underwater scenes because the lab uh, floods or something, I yeah, believe. Yeah, there's like three of them swimming and through the water. And aliens yeah. swimming yeah. through the water, which was a really cool and idea. And they, 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 they use cool their idea. tail as like a... As like a, a, as a rudder? Yeah, like a rudder. Yeah. I and mean, it's kind of cool to see them move around underwater. That's that's kind of cool. They actually look like they move better underwater than on land, which was interesting. Mm. And that gave you more of that Jaws feel as well. It did. Yeah. And that's about where the good things ended. So what else do you get with this film? So oh, you get the weird alien. You get the hybrid the hi- alien. Mm. Oh. Remember that? Yeah. Remember how it dies? It gets sucked out of an aircraft like fucking Goldfinger. Mm. So the the way that, that this, was a horrible decision. this story worked was the end of Alien Three. Uh, Ripley finds out she has a queen embryo inside her, and she mm. decides to to jump inside a thing of fucking lava to kill herself, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so two hundred years later, they get blood from the planet that she was on in Alien Three, and they clone her, and they clone the alien queen inside her stomach. And there are fuckloads of different clones that you know mash the DNA together, but they finally get it right. Um, and that results in Ellen Ripley having acid blood, um, stupidly high reflexes and strengths and all this sort of shit. Yeah. And that the alien queen that they clone makes a fucking hybrid cross fucking retarded looking thing. Humanoid looking yeah. alien. It's ugly as fuck. It has that it pig nose thing. Yeah. And it crushes uh, one of the guy's heads with its hands. It doesn't like... It bites onto it and then, cr- like, literally crushes just, its skull. I just, when I see, like, special effects or, like, um, things that look like that in films, whether it's sci-fi, horror, whatever, I just always think that there was a board or there was a lot of people that had to see this <laughs> and go. before it got announced and be like, yeah, that looks good. This is 1997? No, 92. Yeah, but it, it looks shit compared to the... Uh, yeah, 97. 97. It looks so shit compared to the normal Xenomorph. Why acid would acid you- was the style at the time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, looks- there's not much to say from this film, I don't believe. Um, it had some unique... It did have some unique kills. So some of the kills we got in the film was we did get um, one character that they find has a normal chest burster in his stomach, or in his chest. And the way that they used to... In- sort of interrogate and also kill a guy is the dude who has the chest burster in his stomach grabs this bad guy's head and holds it up against his chest. So the chest burster eats through his chest and eats through the guy's skull and is actually out of the dude's skull that he's holding up against his chest. I'm like, that's cool. It also would not come instantaneously through his head like that. Chest burster needs to bite its way through. Mm. It just instantaneously goes pop. Does it yeah. bite? Mm. I thought it just headbutt. No, it bites its way through. As per the Alien vs. Predator 2 video game. <laughs> Quality. That was actually a really good video game. Should we briefly speak on the Alien vs. Predator-verse, which takes place after 4, I guess? Sure, Ian, why don't you? I really don't want to. Alien vs. Predator came out in 2002, maybe? 2001, 2002. 2000, yeah. Better. And it was a particularly not good. 
Two is okay in two relation is to you need to be drunk and have pizza. No, two is worse. I don't even know if I've seen No, no, two. sorry, sorry. Number one isn't bad. Uh, two is worse. Sorry. Number yes. one was one of the ones where it came out at an age where I was willing to just be, watch it again and yeah, again and again. Yeah, they found though. a temple yeah. in Antarctica off the top of my head, I believe. Yep, and that um, is a predator training ground. Yeah, mm. and then for that reason, it's the time of year or it calls to the predators. I can't remember one of the two. And the predators come to Earth to that battleground to do their usual... Yeah, it's, basically it's, it's, gladiator it's, fight with aliens. Essentially a predator's coming of happen, age. Yeah, yeah it's, humans it's, happen to be there. Yeah, it's yeah. predator's coming of age. They have The predators have to go into the temple, get their shoulder cannons. That proves that they're a, a predator. And um, Look, if you switch off cannon. your movie kind of helmet and switch on the kind of testosterone helmet, it's not horrible. Well, let's just yeah. say, like, like, honestly, so it just was co- sort of coincidence that the humans found it and went there. So they're sort of making... Oh, they see it in a satellite thing and they're like, this could be the greatest find in the world. Let's, let's go find it. But I realise like, they're, they're saying like ages ago they used to just sacrifice humans there. If they were continuing to use this training ground, if those humans hadn't been there, what were they going to do? Mm. What were they going to do? Well, the humans generally in this film fuck everything up because the predators arrive and they essentially just want their weapons. They want to, when you pull the weapon out of the sarcophagus or something, it activates the alien breeding chamber and it just, a lot of it doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, let's just move on to number two. <laughs> yeah, number two, Requiem was also bad. Follows straight after number one. It was pretty much all sitting on the one concept of a hybrid between a predator and an alien. Yeah. Tom, do you remember this at all? Uh, it's, I'm getting flashbacks. It was in a small town. Off in top Colorado. Of was it? And it was in Colorado. South Park. Yeah, I think I remember now. <laughs> yeah, it was essentially anyway, directly it was after not the first good. film. I remember, it was not good. Uh, I remember Xenomorph with dreadlocks. I think, yes. I think we've wasted, yes. I think we've wasted too much time okay. on these terrible films. How are we going to fix it? My opinion is that the, the best alien <laughs> movies have two very important things that every other alien movie has lost. Sigourney Weaver. Not, not necessarily. Shagani Weaver was in four and three, which were also. <laughs> um, my main thing that I believe made these movies really good is a twist, and that's what Alien. You didn't see the twist. Oh, hang on. Now you didn't talk about Prometheus or Covenant. You've talked about all the Alien oh, films true. and Alien vs Predator, but you didn't talk about Prometheus and Covenant. Right, Prometheus, not an Alien film. Covenant shit. Continue. <laughs> Well done, Tom. (laughs) Look, Prometheus wasn't that bad. It's not good. It's better than Alien 4. I didn't mind Prometheus. It got even better after watching Covenant. Yeah. You know, if I had to put it in order, I would put put Prometheus after, if we're putting them in order of goodness, Alien, Aliens, Prometheus, Alien 3, no, (laughs) Alien vs. Predator, (laughs) Resurrection, Alien vs. Predator 2, Requiem. Covenant. Covenant. <laughs> Covenant. <laughs> Covenant is the worst. Uh, no, maybe Covenant's better than better than. It's not better than anything. No, it's the worst film I've seen. Resurrection. Now I need to watch it again. Bad. I've only watched it once, and your copy is on the shelf up there. Either way, it was not good. Had fifteen, like ten minutes. Fifteen minutes. How, how long? How long do you reckon we watched an Android playing the flute? It, actually, when oh, you rewatch it, like, it, it's not as long as it feels. It felt like my lifetime. Uh, yeah, it did. I remember seeing it in the cinemas going, what the fuck is happening? Anyway. That was our first IMAX. Yes, it was. Alien and Aliens both had a twist in them. Alien was that one of the crew members was a android. Oh, yeah. he had deliberately under instruction gone to investigate this signal. Yes. 
Aliens oh, wow. also had the twist. Do you guys remember what the twist was for that? Aliens? It was sort of a twist. It wasn't anywhere near as good as number one's twist. But... Oh, that Carter Burke had set them all up? Yeah. Yes. Just taking a look at IMDb, Alien vs. Predator has a 5.6 so, out of 10. Mm. So my opinion is that that is what made those movies particularly good and that were they were both based on characters. Really interesting characters that weren't stupid and that is where I feel like there is a trap that's happened recently, particularly with Covenant and Prometheus, that characters have to be stupid because they're getting killed by something. And I don't mm. think they have to be stupid to be being hunted and killed by something. You, you yeah, when you think about it, in a lot of these films, people are pretty dumb. Yeah, for what reason? Yeah, there's some pretty fucking And aliens, too. none of them are really that dumb. They're soldiers and they, they go in... And they're, they're not prepared for what they were going into. And they do things pretty safe, because in Aliens, um, mm. when uh, Sigourney points out, it's like, hey, you're under a fucking, essentially a gas main. Don't fire your guns in there. And then they go, cool, well, give me all your ammo. You yeah. Flamethrowers only. So it's kind of kind of smart in relation to those films. But then you've got other films where it's like, let's run into the tall grass by ourselves. Let me Don't sn- go into the tall grass. <laughs> <laughs> Let me sniff this fungus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let me s- Covenant. Good work. Um. So stop, stop just, mentioning it. You're making me angry. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Jurassic Park. Don't go into the tall grass. <laughs> Did you see the tails? Yes. Oh, man, that was cool. That's what I would take as my. That's what I'm picking to take from these movies is a good twist based on intelligent characters, and I don't think it needs to be based on Sigourney Weaver's character anymore. Maybe there could well, be an offspot that, from her, thing. similar we, to how the game. But are we did. saying? So we're saying complete. This is a complete reboot, yeah. Yeah. So when you're saying Sigourney Weaver, well, you can you have. I think we can Ripley. have it ripped off. So as a tear away from this storyline, and still have it with aliens in that universe. I would like to see what a lot of movies like Blade Runner, which you guys both haven't seen, recently, where it still kept that universe and kept the look of that universe and revamped it for modern times. So for those who haven't seen the new Blade Runner movie, the original Blade Runner movie had a a particular feel about it. And that's what it's known for. It's known for this noir sci-fi hybrid. And everything looks grungy and ugly Mm. in a sci-fi universe. Mm. And I think we could do something similar where Alien and Aliens both have this kind of technology. We can bring that in and revamp it for modern times. Instead of trying to do what Prometheus and Covenant done have gone, nice, clean sci-fi. Like, it doesn't really... Yeah, it did have that very clean look. But like, okay, so so if you're going to say that's sort of your main takeaway from those films, mm. I have to say the, the thing that I would take from the good ones, Alien and Aliens, is the, the ambience of them, the lighting. The yeah, I do yeah. not want to see a xenomorph in broad daylight. I agree. Yeah, and what what they didn't see that in Covenant, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Covenant when it, it was on the ship. It did yeah. not look good. It's stupid. Yeah. Like, and you had set, uh, the other ones had set a tone. Like, ev- even, I think, Alien 3 and um, Resurrection sort of kept that same sort of thing. Like, it wasn't... Alien 3, definitely, um, because that was the prison planet. I think the power went out and everything as well. And there was a lot of, like, narrow kind of vents that they had to crawl through from memory that stick out to me as memories, because obviously those things stick out to me as memories. Yeah, hides in one of the other bits yeah. that were better. It definitely played to what Alien does mm. best, and that is... Hide and seek, essentially. And bring back the motion detector. I think that would get a lot of nerd chills going. I also... A lot of people have been talking about 
the possibility of James Cameron doing another Alien movie. I would prefer After not. his Terminator films, that he backed Terminator Genesis. Yeah. Oh my God. Have you seen Terminator Genesis? It's fucking Yes, horrible. but I watched Covenant first. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It didn't bother me so, that much. So, Ian, your big thing is you want what from a reboot? I want interesting characters that aren't stupid. And twists. And a, not twists, a good twist, at least. One good twist. I want a, a story-based movie with... Aliens in it And Tom you want No aliens in the daylight Well the same ambience The same sort <laughs> the same of same feel The same feel as the that. old ones Like the, the sort of You're in a Darker spaces Tighter quarters And you've got sort of Like a, that foggy sort of Tone through it Okay Whether or not And I guess uh, Yeah Places that we haven't Really seen Yes Before yeah. I think that's what I liked about the Alien movie over Aliens as well, is that it had a world that you'd never seen before, whereas Aliens decided to go back to it. For me, what I really liked about Alien, and actually what I liked about Prometheus as well, if I'm going to take something from Prometheus, was this adventure aspect of going somewhere, seeing this engineer ship and going, what is that? What is this? What's that giant egg? What's this fungus I'm sniffing? Uh, Well... (laughs) That was horrible, but yeah. What's this vagina snake I'm poking? (laughs) Well, that's what I I liked. Something that was had a bit of the adventure element to it. Something new, but that's what is to me sticks out in good sci-fi in general. Is you go to you watch sci-fi movies for going to another world, and it should take you to another world. Yeah, I don't want to go back to the same places. I agree in that, and I want the same ambience, and that's why I think we can have that similar. Feel with the 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 way that the sci-fi is done in Alien and Aliens, and revamp it for modern times. It worked for the Alien game. They came out not that long ago. Went back to that isolation, yeah. that kind of that old school style, that yeah. old school style. And I think it Have worked. You uh, I haven't. I've watched Let's Plays of it though. I've I've got it. You're more than welcome to pinch it. Now I'll shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. We can record it. Yes. Well. Anyway. Duty, what do you want to take from the Alien movies? What is it that you want to keep? Duty, Duty, can you hear me? I love that you knew where I was going. With that. <laughs> We've been friends too long. Um, so, Papa, Papa, Papa. Um, so that's the thing. I I like the idea of seeing an alien in different environments. I agree that I don't want to see it during the day, mm. or I don't want to see it in a forest or in the middle of Colorado for no reason. <laughs> um, but I don't know where I want to see it. I, I don't mind the train of thought of if it's something like, say, the video game Mass Effect, the the spire, the main city spire sort of thing. So, like, seeing, like, someone goes out, they do their thing, similar to the start of Alien, someone gets caught, they bring it back, but rather than bring it back to a ship in the middle of nowhere... They're bringing it back to a city, for like a space city, if you will, for someone to be like, that person's got shit on their face, and then the chestburster comes out there, and it's in a in a space city. But then you've got mm. the issue with it's during, like, you have a fuckload of light. Yeah. That's my big thing. And that's also how Alien Isolation went, is it was in a city. I reckon, like, if, if you go on a reboot, if it's sort of a reboot angle, and whether or not you keep... The first couple of aliens is sort of the continuity or canon and that first sort and of second thing. Or something, yeah. You can always like manipulate it a bit and make it that the a- alien is actually intelligent and realizes that it would be 
visible during the daytime and doesn't come out at daytime. Yeah, and there are Which moments within all the alien films yeah. where they don't come out. They just hide for a while and they come out when it suits them. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's about time that we actually start to form together a story. I agree. How do we do this? What What do we want from our? How about, how about we want we pick one thing each, and we can just, we, we keep going around until we got something. So, director, let's play word of the time and make this. <laughs> so, so, director, that's the first thing you want. Is okay. Who do you want to direct? I don't know what I kicked did, over. What did you knock over? That was me. Oh, never mind. And director. I I don't necessarily want a big name person. I want somebody who is a fan of the series to make it. I think that tends to work better than having someone who's a big name like Ridley Scott or James Cameron. But no, might. we've ruled them out. They're both dead. <laughs> <laughs> they might not necessarily do a good job, even if they are a big actor. So you're taking the Marvel angle. Yeah. Well, it works really well for Marvel. When you have somebody that wants to make a good product, Taika Waititi, you let them make a good product. Let Taco mm. Watiti do it. The alien's like, hey, bro, just going to eat your face in. No offense, but I'm a wee bit hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put some New Zealand accents and that'll fix it. Okay, well, director will... Uh, a fan. I will. I would like a fan. Somebody who will do a good job because they know what the series needs. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, where do we want this to take place? I'm... No, we all seem to like the one thing that is... The claustrophobia and the the themes of the first and second film in relation to the styling of the walls and the rooms and the, the smoke mm. coming from the doors when the doors open, stuff like that. Well, I, I agree with... Well, here's the thing that I agree with the angle that they took from Alien to Aliens. They realised that they couldn't do exactly the same thing, so they mixed it up. They made yeah. it more action-y, something like that. And like that. Um, Let's add some so, romance. Uh-huh. Let's add some romance. Some Mix it up. <laughs> Mix yeah, it up. that's right. We're going to turn it into a romantic comedy. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Alien loves Predator. <laughs> um, so, I kind of like your idea of like the Mass Effect Citadel sort of thing. More Citadel, like yeah. a space station, more people. Mm. Mm. Um, one alien, you reckon? Just, just, so, just so you can see, let's say there's like fucking 3.4 million people in this Citadel and the, the effects that the one alien can do. I think it's hard when you have a whole bunch of people in a city, you still have to make it focused on central characters. Yeah, true. But it could even... I think um, my opinion opinion is that the story should take you to the location. Mm. So... You'd have something similar to... But even like city, so sort of have it as um, like... There was a, uh, there was an, like it got out and there was an evacuation and we're focusing on the people who were left Ooh, behind well, like into the city. It sort of turns it into almost a post-apocalyptic sort of. Okay. An empty city kind of thing. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I kind of like that. Mm. I like that. And, and then we can follow the characters who go into the city. Maybe the Utani hired guns that are going in to retrieve something to do with the aliens. I, I like characters where you, at first point, you see them for a what they are. So, mm. they might be gun military men or something. In the instance of aliens... Mitch Carter. <laughs> in the instance of aliens, you get... Um, and I've forgotten his name already. Mitch Carter. Is that the business corporate guy? 
Oh, from Aliens. Aliens, yes. Uh, Connor Burke. Connor Burke, thank oh, you. Burke. Yeah, Burke. Uh, so Burke, at, Burke. At, at face value, he's just a corporate man. And then we get a bit more of him as the movie progresses. Hmm. Um, so I would like the characters maybe to tie into the Ripley verse a little bit. So maybe that is the little nod that we have towards it. Hmm. Hmm. So they are maybe looking for something and they have ulterior motives. Is there anything from the current filmography in relation that you want to transfer over? Like, would you like to see Michael Fassbender's David? No. (laughs) (laughs) I quite like the character of David, but no. I think we need to scrap that entire, everything about that and start again. Even the flute? Particularly the fingering. (laughs) (laughs) The look on Tom's face. I'm going to punch you. (laughs) Hard. This is because you lost fucking pizzas and burgers, didn't you? Why you got to bring that up, man? <laughs> Why do you have to be the Gambian? Why? Um, all right, cool. So, we have a director who's a nobody, but we have a decent idea for essentially plot and location. Mm-hmm. Do what, what do you want to have in this film, Duty? You've been suspiciously quiet. <laughs> I'd like a really cool score. Yeah? Like, that's the one thing that I remember from more Aliens than Alien is the score. Because there's very little music in Alien. And who would mm. you have to set score? Michael Giacchino. So, Michael Giacchino did um, the Rogue One soundtrack, Star Wars Rogue One soundtrack. Okay. And okay. the I don't know if you guys can recall the, the music with this particular scene, but it is towards the start of the film when you see the, um, the Star Destroyer surrounding the Death Star and they're putting in the gun, like essentially the cannon, and it's that music that you've never heard in the Star Wars franchise ever, but you're like... This is an imperial theme. Okay. This is power. And then Tarkin appears, and it's sort of like a Tarkin-y sort of theme. Okay. But because it's Rogue One, you don't Somebody get who films. knows what to take from the original yes. music and, yes. and put their play on it. I think that's that what. I think that's something w- that I particularly want from the film as a whole, is somebody that knows what to take from the old movies in the feel, mm. but modernise it for today's audience. If you, if you listen to yeah. it, I think it's called The Imperial Suite, and it's just this amazing like Imperial Marchy style of song, but it has nothing in relation to do with Vader's Imperial March. Sounds pretty good. So something like that, because in that way you get that creepy... Yeah, maybe we have something similar to Aliens where we have people who are going into this empty city to retrieve something. That's the story of Alien Isolation. Is it? Mm. Well, Alien Isolation did a good job, didn't it? Uh, (laughs) Not according to IGN, it didn't. No. Well... I I still would like a character who is tied into the Ripley verse. Have you guys got any ideas on how that will tie in? Hmm. How to tie these threads together? I reckon maybe some of the board uh, members from Wayland Utani, because you correct me if I'm wrong, you do see them when she's getting uh, quizzed at the start. What, of what's the a board f- member going to do then? But he'd be the. They might be the ones that would organise people to go out and do things, go out and get this for me or something, maybe. You can't have any of the Marines. They're all dead. No, but I'm just... It, my thought process is actually just have... Because if you just want a little nod to say that they're connected, just ha- have one of the Marines or something be the brother of one oh, of the yeah. other ones or something. Mm. Yeah, that could work. So, if we set it in a similar time frame to just after Aliens, mm. something like that. Yeah, around okay. that sort of time. Yeah. Um, 
Interesting. So how do we how do we bring Cause, this? Because that's what we do. We just, we just, we just get rid of Alien Three and Alien Resurrection. So do we start with this well, city? Is Alien now Three empty. and Resurrection could still happen because we're following a different storyline. Sure. Get rid of Alien Three and Alien <laughs> Resurrection. So if we're if we're going with this decrepit city, we start on the sorry the evacuated city, and then we find out what's happened as the story goes on, or do we see it happen? I would like to see it happen non chronologically. Okay. So flashbacky sort of thing. Ooh, because so, that way it'll keep. If you watch it from start to finish, what are you looking at? I'm just looking. <laughs> it looks like someone's walking up the stairs, and you're like waving them high <laughs> in your eyes. Um, but yeah, something that's non chronological. So I like, like that. <laughs> waving high in your eyes. Hmm? Waving no. high in your eyes. <laughs> your, your idea, numb nuts. <laughs> um, but yeah, the idea that um, yeah, we see the station. We see maybe like you know a squad of five or six. Maybe not we'll, even marines. Maybe hmm. just like. In, security for the space station getting picked off one by one and then we start to figure out how it goes back and whoever the main character is is a monologues and there should be a, a tie between yeah yeah a, a good reason for this happening is what you, what we need though here's what i'm saying i, I want to see them i want to see them picked off as you said like but, batman but begins. i don't want to see what's happening mm. like i want to see them like like, in, like ripped, ripped off the main frame and screaming and then yeah like batman yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I think I like. We've we've just made a Batman alien analogy. <laughs> what do you, you know, think about it? It's not bad. Not bad at all. So, who is the villain in every the alien in every no in every <laughs> alien movies? The alien isn't necessarily the villain. The good alien movies, let's say, so alien and aliens. Necessarily, the the aliens aren't the main villain. The main villain is the people or the person who's pulling the strings. Hmm. And I think that's also what makes the good alien movies good. <laughs> The aliens are there to be utilised and be there to kill the characters, but there is a motive behind, often involving Wayland Yutani. But yeah, so that's a, that's a really hard one though, because if 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 this is the story that I'm thinking in relation to, you know, people go out, someone gets a face hugger on them, they go to this citadel thing, the face hugger turns into an alien, they evacuate. Who would be the person that would want the alien at that citadel? Well, maybe Waylon Yutani actually unleashed the alien yeah. into the Citadel because they need that city evacuated so they, they can get something. Well, I... Yeah. They, let's let's assume they already got an alien. Because oh. of the numerous attempts we know they've already made to try and get an alien, maybe they were successful in a story that we... Well, we do see them kind of be successful and it's in their weaponi- But they wanted to weaponize it, yeah, didn't they? Exactly. So this yeah. is this is their test. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we don't find that out until the, end. the flashbacks as we go throughout to find out what's happened. Maybe one of the characters who goes in is a Wayland yutani representative. I'm also picturing this... Now, I don't know if you guys have seen this film, Escape from New York? No. no. Escape from New York. Well, I know what it is, yeah. Yeah, so I'm also picturing a bit of that as well, like... So, uh, all hell breaks loose at the Citadel. There's only, like, the, the Citadel security staff are the only ones there. And then Wayland yutani send their private military and they shoot fucking anything that is in there. Whether it's alien... No, well, they don't want to shoot the alien, but if they see civilians that were trapped or whatever, they just liquidate everything. Could There's a lot mm. of different ideas that I like. I like I like the angle we're going with here. I think we need to wrap this up as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna actually start, you know, pulling out pen and paper and, mm. and writing things. And fucking Hey Fox, we fixed it. We fixed it. You're fucking welcome. Now give us Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of good ideas there and I think we've kind of pulled apart 
How do you want the alien to what, die? That's the main question. What the good actually. alien movies? How do you want the alien to die? Because I do not want it to go into it goes into an exhaust port and it blows up. Mm. It always blows up. Well, it always gets shot off into space and then yeah. What? How would you want an alien to die? This this is the hard um, thing. Um, Jaws, we see it blown up. Yes. Uh, what's some other slasher movies that we can relate to? Slasher movies that where the Villain has died in interesting ways. A lot of the time, they don't particularly die in amazing ways, and that's the hard thing. Halloween, in the very first Halloween movie, Mike Myers gets shot a lot of times out of a window, if I'm correct, and then just falls onto the ground, and next thing, next shot goes back to the ground to see if he's still there and he's not there anymore. I would like to... Surprise! I wouldn't mind it, like, getting impaled or something in some way, like... Because this is in space, it's an artificial city, like the gravity gets turned off and someone like pushes well, it. I think I'm maybe we could make blink, bring that into the twist that Yutani, once we find out that Yutani actually unleashed the alien, that obviously they're not going to unleash it unless they have a backup plan to get rid of it. Mm. So maybe, maybe they just kill it. Maybe they just kill it. At the very end, when we find out Yutani has actually done this on purpose and the alien's about to kill the last surviving person who we just found out is a Yutani person, boom, they click a button and its head just explodes or something as part of unveiling the twist that Yutani's actually done this mm. all on purpose. Tom, can you think of any ways you'd like an alien to die? I kind of like Ian's idea there. I don't know. So- something about me and the, the thought process that I was having is that I wanted a close and intimate mm. actually thing with knife somebody. Fight. Take, literally, no, a knife fight. Because like, we're talking... Oh, I was going to say it normally has a tendency of having one lone survivor, but it does, I, it doesn't because Aliens has nu- so. Newt as well. But I think um, I actually... Yeah, on that path, I don't mind that idea of an intimate fight. Not necessarily a knife fight, but maybe the original Terminator movie. The original Terminator movie ends in oh, a fight yeah. between uh, Sarah Connor and the Terminator. The Terminator becomes uh, severed from the legs. Yeah. So it kind of puts them on a semi-even playing ground and we get to see them in a very intimate fight through very narrow corridors climbing uh, they're going. They're going through a, like, a metal fabrication factory. Yeah, and they're yeah. both climbing through and it Actually, does really have that idea. very... And it gets crushed. Yeah, very intimate and they use their knowledge, their wit as a human being to outsmart the villain of the piece, which is a very similar thing between Terminator and Alien in that you have an unstoppable force. Yeah, I'm, I'm picturing like the alien going through a printing press or something now. Well, uh, maybe maybe that news, newspaper. Maybe that city is known for something. Printing newspapers. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's the Herald Sun of space. <laughs> but maybe what that city is known for that is what Utani wants. Okay, so maybe, oil. Maybe they Utani is America. <laughs> well, maybe maybe they've created something new that is going to bankrupt Utani. So that's why Utani does it, and they go in there to take that resource. And well, Utani does have uh, competitors. Yes. I can't remember the exact One name. of the competitors in, in the new Blade Runner movie. Is it? Yes. Are they in the same universe? They are in the same universe, created by Ridley Scott. So there are Wayland Utani references in Blade Runner? Very, very small nods, yes. Oh. It, is, it is well known that they are supposedly the same universe, but off spurts. And it's the Gorney Weaver in it. The, the Wayland no, Utani corporate is actually. An, a direct opposed to the main corporate business that is in the um, Blade, Runner Blade Runner universe that makes the uh, robots in that. That's how we do it then. Mm. I think it would be it would bring a much bigger nod towards the two being linked as well. It would be quite interesting. 
I think we've yeah. done it, gentlemen. <laughs> I think we fixed it. That's actually not a bad idea that this main Citadel city is essentially a, it's a company bought own city, which is from said Blade Runner universe. Like there is a lot of things to iron out in this story. <laughs> yes. Um, I would well, like the... Al- it's better than James Cameron putting aliens with a dollar sign for the S. <laughs> that was his initial idea. This is ours. That's gone for an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, maybe it is time to wrap this one up. Um, final thoughts, Tom? You look like you're about to- You look like you have something to say, Tom. Do you? My gut says maybe. <laughs> I was expecting you to finish my quote. Yes, I certainly do. I didn't remember it, I apologize. Hey, Poochie, you look like you've got something to say. Do you? Ah, right. Right, right, right. I get you now. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> go on. What do you mean, go on? I didn't, I didn't have anything to say. He okay. just handballed it to me. Anyway, I would like the, our, our fabulous Shaken listeners to... Shaken listeners. Shaken listeners. Shakeners. To let us know what they think. What, are, what do you guys think? Uh, were, were, were we idiots in thinking we could save this? Yes. Should we move on to another franchise to attempt Is to shave? Is it unfixable? Shave. I said shave. I think it's actually for our, if for our next reboot. I believe, Mr. Johnson, did you choose the Alien franchise or was that Mr. Commons on our Facebook Twas chat? me. Oh. Twas, ah, so Mr. Johnson picks the next one. Mm. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to think of anything, so good luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's your next reboot episode. Anyway, we've, we've done it again. We've fixed everything. We are the saviors of the nerdverse. We're if we don't say so ourselves. I need to turn his mic off. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that uh, wraps up this week. This week? Yes, yes this week's episode. episode 40. 40. Man, it's our midlife Woo. crisis. I might buy myself a sports car and drive it off a cliff. I might get some... <laughs> uh, what? I might get some breast implants. Why not? Squeeze them Tom, and what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's another thing people do? Uh... I was going to say motorcycle, have but you already f- said sports car. Have an affair? Yeah. <laughs> Tom, have an affair with me. Hey, Ian, come here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. thanks for listening, guys. Let us know your thoughts. As always, please leave us a review on your Apple podcast. And for any of those of you interested, we are extending the competition. <laughs> yes. yes. So check it Both out of on them. our Both of them. Facebook and or Instagram page. And Twitter. And Twitter. Please check them out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that just wraps things up. Tom, where can people find us if they want to uh, find us? Google. (laughs) Just check it out. Nerd, right in Google. Give you everything you need. Does it really? Yeah, actually, if you you type us in on Google, you actually get like our image search comes up with all our different logos across our social media and stuff. Oh, wow. Wow, good job, Tom. And all our our, um, podcasts. We're we're finally appearing in Google, guys. We did it. Like we, so we made it. We made it. <laughs> Tom, when's our website up? Huh? Everyone's been asking about that. Have they? Yeah. Fuzzy was like, when's your fucking website going up? I'm a little fuzzy on it. <laughs> You've been smoking too uh, many J's. Well, now that uni's over, it's probably actually going to be fairly soon. I need to uh, go back in there and iron out some of the things mm. I don't like because I actually created it for a uni assignment. Ah. So some of the things in it, I'm not, I put in just for the sake of putting them in there for the uni assignment aspect of it. So... I will probably sometime. I'm looking forward soon. to seeing nudes of duties. Oh, there's going to be so many nudie duties on there. Nude, yeah, there's nude, a lot nude, of photos you probably find on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mr. Johnson, we're out. We are out of here. We are. What do you guys? Last question. What do you guys think of sitting on the couches this time? Oh, look, I'm pure. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty comfy. Yeah. Mm. We're also not getting. But thanks for listening. I've been Ian Newfoundland <laughs> Jersey. I've been Tom. Yeah, he's been Tom. All right. <laughs> This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.